0: Hello, it is Monday, October the 4th, 2021, and you are tuned into News Source 1, Michiana. The show is Michiana Speak Out. My name is Keith Thewes, your host, and we have some very important things to talk about at the top of the show before the national news. Here is the breaking news that we are following with SME Community Radio. Yes, we are continuing to monitor the situation of a global social media outage that took place at 11.16 Eastern Time, 10.16 Central Time this morning. This has affected major social media across the world including the following Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, and also TikTok. The outage has also affected other avenues as well for AT&T and T-Mobile. And uh, we have some information from India today in SABC News. We've taken the audio from YouTube videos on this situation, so let's get the following from India Today and SABC News.
1: And some news just coming in. WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram have been down. In a similarly worded statement, WhatsApp has taken to Twitter to acknowledge the outage. We are aware that some people experiencing issues With WhatsApp at the moment, we are working to get things back to normal and we'll send an update here as soon as possible. Thanks for your patience. Unquote, Facebook's spokesperson, has also said we're aware some people are having trouble accessing Facebook app. We are working to get things back to normal as quickly as possible and we apologize for any inconvenience. Instagram's official communication handle has also tweeted. Instagram and friends are having a little bit of a hard time right now and you may be having issues using them. Bear with us. We're on it. Instagram down is the hashtag and that's how you can figure out why you're not being able to get any messages on your WhatsApp, Facebook or Instagram just yet. Mohit Sharma is getting asked more details on that. Mohit, it does appear that we don't really have a timeline as to when this problem can be fixed, isn't it?
2: Well, absolutely, and uh, Sneha, what I can tell you right now at the moment is the fact that uh, you know it seems that uh, uh, it's not just WhatsApp but Facebook and uh, it's all its subsidies Instagram included, which are uh, currently facing this uh, this outage. It's been a little over an hour since uh, you know this outage really began, and it's a global phenomenon that is occurring. Uh, Facebook and uh, WhatsApp, as well as Instagram, have in fact come out and very categorically mentioned it that uh, you know the inconvenience caused is regrettable, but definitely the point of uh, the point of issue here. Is that uh, whether this is a DNS a DNS issue or it has been a server failure is something that uh, would have to be really looked into. But clearly. Uh, you know crores of uh, people of course uh, millions of peoples of uh, people of course uh, have been affected by this outage clearly which has resulted in a sudden uh, sudden uh, you know uh, 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 has has created a sudden setback for the users who have not been able to use uh, their their uh, their social media platforms including the likes of uh, you know WhatsApp Facebook uh, Instagram and Facebook Messenger as well clearly the, com- the 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 social media giant is working to ensure that you know this uh, this issue can be corrected immediate effect but uh, at the moment what we can tell you is that it is still taking some time Uh, it has been a little over an hour uh, there's no real, uh, you know, uh, no real mention of what exactly was the reason behind it all that has come to fore right now. So we're still waiting and uh, waiting for a word on that front. But clearly, uh, it is a global outage. That is something that we can we can report to. And uh, Facebook, as per its statement, has clearly mentioned that all its subsidiaries, including itself, are working towards ensuring that, uh, you know, the issue is resolved as soon as possible.
1: All right. more well, thanks for getting us all of those details.
3: Arthur Goldstock. He's uh, with us uh, via Skype. Thank you for being with us, um, Arthur. At least Skype is is working tonight. I mean, this is incredible. Uh, These uh, tools have become so important for communication so people around the world are are flummoxed tonight.
4: Good evening, Francis, and good evening to all your flummoxed viewers because everyone thought it's their own phone that's gone wrong because no matter where they turn they can't connect whether it's Uh, Facebook, whether it's WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, Instagram, and even the high-tech, early adopter types who use virtual reality, if they're on Oculus VR, which is owned by Facebook, they've also gone down. So anything owned by Facebook right now is down and has been since about uh, 5.30 or just after 5.30. In fact, we started measuring or seeing reports of outages from 537 to be precise, because a minute before that there was nothing. After that suddenly it was going crazy with people complaining, people asking what's wrong, etc. And of course Facebook is silent in all of this.
3: Yeah, so so you were looking at Twitter presumably to to see the complaints um, or, or outlets like that where, where people can talk about what's happening with Facebook.
4: There's actually a site called Down Detector which tells you if a particular site is down. So if you can't reach a site, you go to Down Detector and you type it in and Down Detector will tell you if there are other complaints. And almost instantaneously, there were thousands of complaints from around the world for uh, any of those services. But particular, in, in particular, Facebook and WhatsApp and Instagram yeah. saw a huge spike in complaints. And that's why we can... Uh, time it almost precisely.
3: Wow. So that's when South Africa was affected. But the, the whole world, uh, the, the BBC is, is reporting, is being affected. You're saying there has not been a statement yet at all from Facebook?
4: I've yet to see an explanation from Facebook uh, or any uh, kind of explanation. And often what they'll say is that eventually they'll say they're aware of the problem um, and They are investigating and they let us know uh, once they know what the issue is. And that is usually almost presented to uh, the uh, world, to their customers and to the media as being an adequate explanation. And of course it isn't. It's not telling people uh, what went wrong or why um, it went wrong. So we're still waiting for word from them. We're still waiting for them to even tweet. Although I don't think they'll tweet. That's going to be very embarrassing that Twitter is up and all of their services are done. Yeah.
3: But, but presumably, I mean, they could do it the, the old-fashioned way and just speak to media outlets uh, around the world who then report um, online. Would, would that be the best way?
4: You'd think, but right now Facebook has a very fractious relationship with the media after last week's revelations in the Wall Street Journal about how they had known about the effect of Instagram in particular on teenagers' mental health and they have been planning to launch a service for kids called Instagram for Kids and after that backlash they cancelled the launch for Instagram for Kids so right now they are running shy of the media so this couldn't have come to worse time for them
3: so, so this is a potentially, um, another potential huge PR nightmare for Facebook. Do you think that, that people will be outraged? I mean, I mean this is just staggering, the, the, the scale of it. Or will we all just be relieved that we can get online again and, and forget about it?
4: No, the outrage is palpable, especially if you look at comments on other social uh, networks, in particular uh, Twitter. And there has been a campaign for a while for people to uh, quit Facebook. And now it's picked up tremendous momentum as a result of this outage. I'll just uh, give you some numbers to give you a sense of how big this is for South Africans. In our recent uh, study called the South African Social Media Landscape that we conducted with a company called Onico, we found that of South Africans aged between 16 and 64 who use the internet uh, something like uh, 94% are using WhatsApp, just over 93%. And something like 84% are using Facebook. Instagram comes in at around 70% of that uh, audience. And Facebook Messenger is not far behind that. And what that tells you is that the vast majority of Internet-using South Africans are heavily dependent on these Facebook properties for their communication, uh, for uh, family um, Connections, updates and news, especially in these times of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, people depend heavily on Facebook for family news, for example. So it's across all of these uh, platforms and uh, it takes Facebook months to install trust whenever they have even smaller outages than this one.
3: Wow and I mean this points to the huge issue that there are so many benefits to the world being so interconnected uh, but there have been warnings that that means something can go wrong and then we're all down at the same time. Thank you very much. Unfortunately we've run out of time. Mm. Arthur Goldstuck. But just confirmation if you think your WhatsApp is not working, no. Uh, In fact uh, the BBC reporting that there is a global outage of Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, all affected, all owned by Facebook. We take a short break.
0: Stick with us here at News Source One, Michiana. We will continue to update you with the latest developments on this global social media outage on our iRadio Internet station. As well as we'll let you know on other media platforms such as here on Anchor. And we look forward to the resumption of social media on Facebook. This has also affected our interview schedule for today. we were hoping to talk to Beth McDaniel on CB Radio Day 2021. uh, Which I'll be talking to you guys about here in just a few minutes. But before we get started with our regular programming, let's go on to the news with News Nation.
5: News Nation this hour, I'm Jessica Raines. President Biden's unable to guarantee that the U.S. federal government will avoid an unprecedented default on its debt. I
6: can't believe that that will be the end result because the consequences so dire. I don't believe that. But can I guarantee it? If I could, I would, but I can't.
5: Calling on Senate Republicans this morning to give bipartisan support to raising the debt ceiling. Without action, the U.S. defaults in two weeks and would likely face a financial crisis and economic recession. Cleanup crews are using buoys to contain and remove this weekend's massive oil spill in waters off California's southern coast. News Nation's Alex Capriello reports from Huntington Beach.
6: Wildlife experts were on land and sea attempting to save any
2: fish, birds and other marine animals from exposure. But so far, a little over 3,000 gallons of oil has been recovered.
5: That's out of an estimated 126,000 gallons spilled. Four pharmacies, including Walmart and Walgreens, are in Ohio today defending against a federal lawsuit that accuses them over prescribing pills in two counties. News Nation's Aaron Nolan reports.
2: From 2012 to 2016 for Lake County, 265 pills per person were prescribed. In Trumbull, that number's even greater. It's 400 per resident.
5: That would be nearly 80 million pills prescribed in Trumbull County alone. Trials are being held in nearby Cleveland. Canadian police shut down both directions of the Ambassador Bridge border crossing this morning, investigating passive explosives. The bridge links Windsor, Ontario and Detroit. They also evacuated the area around the crossing. The European drug regulator has approved Pfizer's COVID-19 booster shot for 18 and older. It also approved Pfizer's and Moderna's boosters for people with weakened immune systems. In the U.S., there's still no approval for Moderna boosters, and Pfizer's only approved for roughly 20 million Americans today. OPEC is staying with its cautious approach to restoring oil production. It's agreed to add 400,000 barrels per day starting in November. Today's decision tracks with its plans to add back that amount of oil every month until pandemic-related cuts are restored. Find News Nation on your cable or satellite provider and stay up-to-date around the clock at newsnationnow.com and on the News Nation Now app. I'm Jessica Rains.
0: All right, this is a traffic alert for all you motorists in the city with a heart in Elkhart. You need to avoid two areas on the east-central side. One is on Prairie Street, close to the intersection of Waterfall, There is a traffic accident and a utility line down. Sounds like a utility pole has been struck as well, and so you need to avoid that area. It is close to the area of Waterfall and Prairie, but it is on Prairie. Another area is a gas line that has been struck by crews that are digging in the area on Riverview Street that is in between East Jackson Boulevard and the railroad tracks. So avoid those areas today if possible. Now back to Michiana Speak Out on News Source 1.
5: This is News Source 1 Michiana, your comprehensive source for news and issues that affects our communities. Using internet radio, podcasts, and Facebook video shows, we have you covered.
2: If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS.
0: All right, welcome back to Michiana Speak Out on the all-new News Source 1 Michiana. Your host is Keith Thews, that's me. And wow, what a wild morning it has been. Tried to get a chance to chat with our own Beth McDaniel um, and did not have a successful attempt at it. She had some cell phone signal issues, and so we're going to be rescheduling that interview And then got the word just kind of haphazardly of a special space record happening next week on October the 12th. Yes, if you haven't heard the news already, let me break it to you right now. Of the voyages of the starship. Yes, it is official. October the 12th, that is next week. William Shatner, Captain Kirk, age 90, will be making a real trip to space on Jeff Bezos's New Shepard rocket. Yes, 90 years old. Now, we talked about Wally Funk back in the summer in July as being the oldest person to go to space, beating John Glenn. But now, at age 90, Captain Kirk, William Shatner, from Canada, is going to be making the trip alongside three others. That news broke today on social media. And uh, we tried to share that today with you Um on Facebook, but about the time we were ready to share that breaking news that I saw come from Channel 16 WNDU, the uh, social media out- outage had just begun. So yes, William Shatner is going to blow away the elders in space or geezers in space age limit. What a year it's been for space and the records and requirements for for people traveling to space are being demolished. So what a news day it has been. But we have another thing to talk about, a holiday. Let's talk about that holiday.
7: What's your 20? About
0: 16 miles this side of Mississippi.
6: Whoa, hold it.
0: I just passed another Kodak with a Kodak. This place is crawling with bad Where the hell are you? Come back. I'm still trying to get rid of that Texas County Mountie. I don't know what the hell he wants.
8: You know what he wants. I mean, how would you like to be the dude that handcuffs a legend?
0: <laughs> Listen, give me five minutes. We're going to put some moves on that mother. I'll meet you at Old Miss. Well, you better hurry. Or we can just kiss that money goodbye. You understand that? I'll read you loud and clear. 10 4. Yes, it is October the 4th, 10 4 which means it is the inaugural cb radio day 2021 a chance to remember america's equivalent to the original cellular telephone yes i'm talking truck driver radio i'm talking f- 23 channels originally then going to 40 channels of now and for gosh at least 30 years unlicensed communication for families and truck drivers and and so on and so forth yes the CB radio citizens band originally started in the early days of the 40s 50s and 60s then became really popular in the late 60s and definitely in the 70s it was highlighted on on songs like convoy and and CB you remember convoy don't you and then it was popularized in, in movies, uh, definitely Smokey and the Bandit, the TV show of the Dukes of Hazard had CB radio and uh, people having all that, that lingo and then you had your handles. I was going to talk to Beth McDaniel. Her handle was Pooh Bear. My handle was Astronaut for a time and IndyCar for another period of, of time. And we're going to reminisce about the grand old days of CB radio because of the social media outage and some issues that she had. As I mentioned earlier, uh, we weren't able to do that interview, and uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk. But, yes, yeah, CB is still around, although not very widely um, used anymore. Um, truck drivers still use it. It is 40 channels unlicensed. The license requirement went away um, by President Reagan in the 80s as uh, trying to save a few funds and so on. He used to be licensed back then. Uh, my grandfather was very active in the CB on channel one. Uh, and the call sign used to be KBDV2521. Always used to talk that when he was having breakfast to some of the CBers um, by the handles of uh, Rainbow Lady and Broken Mike. His handle was Uncle Bud. My, that was my grandfather's handle. My grandmother's handle was aunt wiser and uh there were some good folks out there but then as time went on some of the more shadier characters in life would hang out on the cb and there would be a, a more brash communications that were happening out there which is pretty sad um but it's still around cb and so this is the day to try to get folks back on the air and uh still show off that cb is still around and still a valid form of communication so cb radio day breaker breaker 10-4 october the 4th 2021 when we come back we're gonna be talking to jim felix and evan hoover we're gonna pick up a conversation that got cut off in an interview that i had about a month ago for michiana homegrown talent radio stay tuned for that you're listening to michiana speak out
1: Learn the signs at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council.
0: Well, Hi, hey, good afternoon. How are you doing there, Jim? That's good. And we're here on Miss Shanna Speak Out talking to Jim Felix. And joining us shortly will be Evan Hoover. And we're talking about muscular dystrophy. One month ago on our sister station, Michigan Homegrown Talent Radio, we had our annual MDA Remembrance event, and we got a chance to talk at length about muscular dystrophy in the association and, and Jim's past and Evan's past, but we got cut off mid-interview. And so this is a chance about a month after to uh, pick up where the discussion left off. And uh, for folks who have – did not get a chance to hear that interview um, – we're going to get a chance to uh, relearn who is Jim Felix. So uh, Jim, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, tell us about your history with uh, muscular dystrophy.
8: OK, well, um, I'm 55 years old, and I was born in South Bend. And I um, had a normal childhood as far as being physically uh, able to do stuff. Um, But uh, as the years went along, I started my, uh, my uh, uh, coordination was starting to get kind of wacky. And um, when I got into my, my teen years, um, it started to become more uh, noticeable that there was a problem and um, just started having fatigue and my legs and uh, legs would just give out for no reason and, and just. You know and when i would trip or fall or, or trip i would not be able to catch myself and so it just you know that that happened for a few years and then i went to um down to the hospital and uh and uh they did a muscle biopsy on me and everything and it would determine that that's what i have is muscular dystrophy and that was 1985. okay so, yeah
0: and of the neuromuscular diseases that are out there, which one were you diagnosed with?
8: Facial scapular, humeral, dystrophy.
0: Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you were saying that's a, a rare condition?
8: It's a rare form of muscular dystrophy. It's a, a slower um, form of it, a slower progressive form of it. It's not as um, rapid as some um, are, I mean, I've been told by doctors that I should live a a full life, lifespan, hopefully, so,
0: yeah. All right, and joining us here in the recording is Evan Hoover, who has been a part of our coverage on Michiana Homegrown Talent Radio. He also suffers from muscular dystrophy and one of the neuromuscular diseases. Say hi to everybody, and tell us your story.
6: Hello, I'm Evan. Uh, My story... uh, was hearing part of Jim's there, and uh, you know, for for many years too, I my parents knew something was going on with because uh, I have older brothers and my my uh, mobility was not the same as as my other brothers and uh, but I wasn't actually diagnosed until um, I was twelve or it's, yeah, I think I was twelve when I was actually diagnosed. Um, I remember one story from my uh, third-grade teacher. Uh, puts out, uh, the, the award, which is an adult uh, given. Given, I, I think Jim, you got it one year also. The achievement award. Mm-hmm.
8: Yes, I guess I
6: had. Yes, I so did. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yes. uh, there's a lot of publicity that went with that, which is kind, kind of interesting to be in the spot. It's okay. But it was interesting how many people responded to that. Um, and one was, was my third grade teacher who said, you know, she, she remembers me uh, having difficulty walking, uh, keeping up with the other kids. But uh, one thing is that I always kept going kept to keep up with them and always trying to to be in, uh, involved as I could with, with the other children that were in the class. So, and what were you diagnosed with? Uh, you know, it's, it's more of a general muscular dystrophy, uh, myopathy at birth sort of.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. And so, Jim, how fast did it take for you to get uh, connected with the Muscular Dystrophy Association, and the old Jerry Lewis telethon?
8: Um, I would say maybe, uh, I know it was right around the time of my diagnosis. I think we turned to the MDA shortly after. And I think, um, I don't remember, it's been so long ago, but I, I don't remember if it was doctors that referred us to the mda or if we found it on our own or i've got all that went about but i know that it wasn't long after that right. MDA.
0: and evan how long did it take for you and your family to get you connected with the uh, mda and the telethon
6: yeah so i would have been diagnosed uh, like i said in junior high okay and really didn't connect uh until I was out of high school a couple of years.
0: All right. Yeah. And we're talking to Jim Felix from Mishawaka and Evan Hoover from Elkhart on the Muscular Dystrophy Association. And remembering some of the past of the of the telethon here on the all new News Source One, Michiana's, Michiana Speak Out podcast with me, Keith. And uh, so we were chatting a month ago um, about memories of the telethon and having a great old time. Evan was in Illinois, and you were in Mishawaka, and I was in between in Elkhart. <laughs> and we did lose a signal. Is there any? We, we were talking about uh, the um, a, a pretty cool ride and the benefit of a bicycle group, motorcycle group called Abate, if I recall right. When the when the signal went poop, and uh, I wonder if you could tell us the times like you know for the Abate ride, then between you guys and. And some of the memories of being a part of the Jerry Lewis Telethon.
6: Well, certainly the uh, the uh, ride was a huge event for for the folks in Northern Indiana, both the families, uh, the participants. The you know, I think a lot of people that, that's when they thought of MDA, they thought of the of the abate ride. Um,
8: yeah.
6: For for Jim and I, we got to, Jim. Did you ever get to ride on a motorcycle? You no,
8: know, um, I think well, not like the length of the um, of the ride, but I think maybe just a little bit on, on the grounds. I don't I don't remember really being on it for real long, but mostly it was all, all about the, the old cars. You know.
6: Yeah, so Jim and I would get to ride in the, the classic Chevy's mm-hmm. club. Uh, I, it's a local Chevy, uh, classic Chevy uh, club, would, would bring their cars for the day and oh, cool. load us all up, and we'd, we'd be somewhere in the middle of the, uh, the ride. Okay. And, you know, you'd be out on, you know, US 31 or the bypass, and you look out the back seat and... As far as you can see, there's motorcycles.
8: Motorcycles
6: in back of you, motorcycles in front of you.
8: Yeah, Um, wow.
6: I'm sure I could go back and see what the the numbers were, but it was...
8: It was quite a sight. It definitely was. For I thought as far as the eye can see, I mean, it was
0: just a whole stream for miles. It was amazing. And where was the abate ride? And and do you remember, where where did it start? Where did it end? For those who might or might remember those old telethon shows on 28.
8: Uh, I used to like at the fairgrounds or or, uh, the airport. And would make our way all the way around to, um, what was it we said last time, uh, Evan?
6: Yeah, all the, all the way down to State Road 4 and. Um,
8: or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Come all the way around. Like we just. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. I mean, we went uh I, I would say it's probably about a good five, 10 mile ride, I think.
6: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Every, yeah. To, to get down to State Road 4. Yes. Especially from the when it started at the airport, that's mm-hmm. almost across the whole county. So.
0: Yes, sure. So, so, um, Jim, what were some of the things that you remember over the years um, from the telethon in addition to the uh, bait ride? What are some of the special memories that stick out from you? And and what was some of the hosts that uh, stand out in your mind and how are they?
8: Oh, gosh, I just remember the, um, you know, the kickoff the kick kickoff parties we'd always have and um like the the christmas gatherings we'd have um and uh it was just a lot of parties involved with the mda um you know just fundraising and just you know it was just it was a fun atmosphere it was just um and people involved were all great. Everybody had great attitudes. Everybody, you know, had the right mindset behind it. Um, you know, that I just, <laughs> so many names from the past and the present, you know I mean? Just folks that are no longer with us, the people that are still, you know, a big part of our community. And I still see every once in a while, like Dean Hubbard and, you know, Tracy Capellman and, you know, it just so many you know, it's just amazing. And I mean, you know, it's just it was just a real a real team effort with uh people in our community, you know, people from Fox 28, you know, their local, you know, TV stations and radio stations and you know, so was it was a heavy involvement for sure at that time.
0: All right, how about you there, Evan? What was some of your fondest memories of yeah. the Telethon and WSJV over the years and some of your favorite hosts that you remember and their yeah. memories?
6: Well, I, I wish I could remember everyone's name, so I'm not even gonna start uh, try, trying to recall all of them. Uh, certainly somebody that's not with us anymore is Bobby Rivers. Uncle Bobby, yep. Yeah, yeah he did, it, it, was did it for many years, but then there were others that that, that came out,
8: uh,
6: gave, gave their weekend, to uh, To be part of the event, um, Jim, where did you usually find yourself uh, on during the telethon? Were you at the television station, or were you at home watching it, or uh,
8: were you- I, I, uh, there was those years where I, I, I was at home. When I really became more involved, like back in the late 1990s, I was, you know. At the mall, like a Scottsdale Scottsdale mall, helping to answer the phones or help out with the mall at, at the because they always, you know, made a big deal about Scottsdale mall and they had some dad stuff going on fundraising going on there, all kinds of things for kids to do and stuff involved with the fundraising and so I would be doing that, um, or you know, at the at the Fox Twenty Eight Studios. Um, so gosh, yeah, I mean, and um. Like this one good friend of mine, uh, Mara. She, uh, her, her parents both um, were involved with the MDA for many, many years, even before I even even met her. I mean, they were really heavily involved in as well. I mean, involved in catering and bringing food in, and I mean, just just amazing. You know, I every once in a blue moon I'll run into those folks, and they're they're all great. They're just great. You know, they're just yeah, you know, it's just a lot of great memories back then. Yeah,
6: yeah I remember sometime, uh, at least one year, going and picking up food uh, because they had to feed the crew at uh, the mm-hmm. station. As years went on, though, because of the bait ride, I'd, I'd go home and try to get some rest the first night because uh, the actual Labor Day, usually I would be at uh, one of the remote sites. Uh, Years and years ago, there used to be a mall called Pierre Moran Mall, which is now Woodland Crossing. Woodland Crossing. Uh, we'd we set up there. We'd have crowds. Uh, then we moved it to uh, to Concord after after a few years. So the most of, most of what I remember is the group that that was there at uh, at, at Concord Mall. Um, uh, Danny's Danny's parents would. Uh, and you talk about Danny Bob uh, from Danny Concord. Bob. Yeah, Danny yeah. yeah. Box parents would, would, would help uh, lead that effort there.
0: But there, we had a
6: lot of people come in and give check presentations. I know Keith, your group yep. was there one Our time. Our
0: groups were part of it. Like yeah. we had a $1,200 check we did. Yeah, yeah. This is way before the radio station.
6: Then. Yeah. We make sure they're posed for pictures and, uh, Things uh-huh. will set
0: for whatever else
8: needs.
0: Aha. Well, we are talking here on New Source One, Michiana, Michiana Speakout, with Jim Felix of Mishawaka and Evan Hoover of Elkhart, both with muscular dystrophy. And remember in the old days at the Jerry Lewis Muscular Dystrophy Association telethon. Now, Jerry left his last telethon in 2010. And then they try to continue it for at least a couple of years as the love network moving to, to ABC networks for a couple of years and then wrapping things up 2014, which was pretty sad. And then we had Kevin Hart take it over last year. We're not sure if he's going to be having another this year in 2021. I haven't heard anything yet, but where do we stand right now with the organization 11 years post-Jerry leading it and my three or four years since his passing. Um, either of you can take this one. What do we have left for muscular dystrophy in the area? You know, well, okay, right.
8: I, everything has changed so much now with the internet. Um, periodically, I, I still receive uh, an NDA, the Quest magazine. Every once in a I'll get one of those. Um, otherwise, you know I'll get emails. Um, pretty often just updates and updates about you know maybe research or fundraising or whatever and unfortunately i'm not able to really ever take really take part in it because most of it's not in this area unfortunately you know so i mean i know it's still out there i know that the uh, organization is still running and i know they are still trying for you know what they
5: for what it is
8: now and, and they're Yeah, I I know they're still. I guess they are still making money. I don't know how much money they're making, um, on fundraising. But you know, it's still, it's still alive. So,
6: yeah, certainly a new era of uh, fundraising. uh, You know, utilizing the internet, utilizing other other avenues to let people know. Uh, Research is still going on. Um, Still breakthroughs are happening. uh, Like. Uh, as mentioned, we do get the magazine that uh, keeps us up to date on a lot of those trials that are, are still going on and uh, you know, progress is being made to, uh, to, to hopefully um, bring hope to, especially some of the more severe, uh, you know, these kids that have Duchenne, I mean, they, they are wheelchair bound. Uh, you know, as as teenagers, and that's uh, the life. And so, a lot of a lot of the focus is on Duchenne muscular dystrophy, and uh, I know there's there's some trials going on with that, yeah, with drugs and uh, other other treatments to to help pro- prolong those those young lives. So.
0: Exactly, exactly. So, right now, um, the only organization that we know of is in Fort Wayne, correct, Evan? yeah.
6: yeah I just looked. Just looked it up. They do have a Facebook page. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I haven't had much contact with anybody. MDA Northern Indiana, yeah, correct? Yeah, it's MDA Northern Indiana. Like Jim said, they're, they're in Fort Wayne, so it's a little bit different when stuff is focused here in Mishawaka. Uh,
0: and we always remember Stephanie Santos and Dr. Mark Vidic too. Yeah, yeah. yeah how was, how, what was your memory real quick of uh, stephanie
8: and dr vittek there jim oh i have really good memories of uh both of, uh, um dr vedic uh you know, he was uh always very kind and uh compassionate and uh you know uh and stephanie was really great um you know getting to know her throughout the years so she was uh was a big big part and it was always fun to see her and always had a, she always was so full of life, for sure.
0: That That's true. How about you, Evan? You yeah, I mean,
6: Stephanie, Stephanie made things happen.
0: Yes.
4: Uh,
6: yeah, she she had her network of people that would, would really go out of the way in the fundraising. Um, and, and do some really amazing things, uh, whether it be the various fire departments they had filled the boot, whether it was a bait with their big ride, whether it be some of the, uh, just a uh, huge network of, of people that, that really uh, made made this local and priority. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know, know how much of that but it certainly in the day it, uh, a lot of us benefited from that effort, so.
0: All right, Jim, as we wrap things up tonight, do you have anything final that you want to add for our, uh, for our interview for Monday?
8: You know, just, uh, you know, even if you can't really give, you know, monetarily you know, to the MDA, just putting the word out there, helping out any way you can, you know, like any other organization, you know, it's people that band together get things done, you know, and, and like the same goes in unity, in unity, their strength. And, you know, I think that's uh that can only make a community stronger, you know, and, and um, I think it's important. And, uh, you know, I, I've appreciated everything that people have done for me throughout the years. And, you know, I think that's helped to keep me around, you know, and uh, so this way really grateful, grateful to our to our community.
0: And Evan, final thoughts?
6: Um, you know, the need's still there and it's, you know, the this community does a lot and we're certainly grateful for everything that every dollar that was dropped in a bucket, every, every gift that was given, uh, Every time people became involved in the life of, uh, of a person that has muscular dystrophy, it's uh, always through- giving that one
0: more dollar for Jerry back
6: yeah. then. All, all oh, so awesome.
0: All right. Well, Evan and Jim, thank you so much for this uh, full yeah. connection interview. No disconnects. <laughs> thank God. And <laughs> That was a challenge and a chore. But if you get yeah. a chance to hear the interview with Jim and the partial one with Evan, Look it back up in your archives for, I think it was September the 5th or so, uh, for Michiana Homegrown Talent Radio for our MDA coverage kickoff. And uh, we want to thank both of you for being able to schedule us tonight. Um, and please help give to the MDA at mda.org. And uh, we'll be back next year doing another MDA event, and we'll do some, I'm sure, some follow-up interviews. And if Kevin Hart does a uh, telethon, I'm sure we're going to get some comments from both of you, what you thought. Um, if he does one in 2021. So thank you so no, much, guys, and uh, have a great week.
8: Okay, it's Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yep, it's and good. we'll be back here on the show with Speak Speakout. Stay tuned. More's is coming next. Good Bye. evening. Bye.
5: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. News Source 1, Michiana is still your station for happy and whole in him and school and community. News from Sylvia Stark michiana racing coverage still expounds with ron verash and we give a hearty station welcome to fred webster who will cover plymouth and rochester news more is coming next
0: all right coming up on this monday we still have happy and whole in him and we also have a profile in history from the census bureau All coming up on this wild Monday. We'll keep you informed of the latest developments on the social media outage affecting Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, TikTok, and other social media platforms. Tomorrow, on Tuesday, I'll be talking to Jim Looney and we'll be also talking to the Excel Center about their Halloween event that is coming up. Stay tuned. More is coming up. Especially with Halloween, Sylvia's got some news.
9: Here are some October Halloween events happening in Eckhart County as we're in the Plymouth County. We have the Trunk Treat on October 16th from 12 to 2 p.m., downtown Elkhart Island Park. Mishawaka Parks is having a trunk retreat on October 23rd from 5 to 7 p.m. And the trunk retreat on October 28th in Elkhart will be at the Elkhart Excel Center from 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. Elkhart Excel Center is directly across the street from Pogers on Hively. We also have the Pinewood Walk through their park on October 23rd from 5 to 8 p.m., And the address for that is 3499 Newton Drive here in Elkhart. We have some other events happening. We have trick-or-treating on October 30th in the following cities and counties. Middaberry will be trick-or-treating from 5 to 7 p.m. Milford from 6 to 8 p.m. Warsaw, 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. And Bremen, 5 to 7 p.m. October 31st. The City of Elkhart has trick-or-treating from 6 to 8 p.m., LaGrange 5 to 7 p.m., Plymouth 5 to 7 p.m., and North Liberty 4 to 6 p.m. hope you enjoy some of these exciting Halloween events that are happening in the month of October. <laughs> Have a wonderful day, and take care and be safe.
10: Greetings. I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church. This week, we're completing our daily devotions on the letter of the Apostle James. And if you've been tracking with us, you're going to notice a change in James' writing style in the final verses. What do you mean, Joel? Well, James had been writing so freely with beautiful illustrations, but here at the letter's end, there's this transition from the free-flowing trains of thought to a compact set of quick questions and commands. What is happening? Let me explain with an illustration from my own life. I remember the day of my Western Civilization final back in college. I was in class poring over notes as the professor began to hand out the dreaded blue books. These notebooks with blank pages a bit smaller than regular writing paper. It was our task to fill up these notebooks with the knowledge we had learned on chosen topics. Of course, nobody knows what the professor is going to ask. He told us to put our notes away And the moment of truth came, the test papers were handed out. And as Joel cast his eyes upon the test, a confident smile came to his lips as he looked at question number four. In one page or less, explain Martin Luther's role in the Protestant Reformation. Gold mine. And so Joel's pen went wild, writing so freely with dates, facts, information. And then it happened. A sudden realization that most of the space was used and there were still significant points that still needed to be written down to earn the maximum points for this wonderfully detailed essay. It was at this point, Joel's letters suddenly became smaller and his statements more compressed. So much still to say, yet so little space. And that is almost certainly the case with James. It seems like he's running out of parchment in these final seven verses. James writes in chapter 5, verses 13 to 19, Is anyone among you suffering? There are so many themes in these final seven verses. You have individual prayer and praise, leadership prayer, community prayer, the righteous man's prayer, Elijah's example, restoring the wanderer, singing, healing, forgiveness, salvation. But there really is one thing that stands out. Prayer. Seven times prayer is referenced here. So James, why so much focus on prayer at the end? Well, James is saying that we are to go to God in all situations, good or bad. And this constant reliance on God fits perfectly with James' theme of gospel humility. And James begins with the question. Is anyone among you suffering? And you can imagine that almost every hand would have gone up in James' day. You see, James is writing to Christ followers who have been scattered throughout the world because of persecution. These folks live in a world of hurt. And is our day any different? But you see, James is saying the great thing for the believer is that we can go to God with our hurt and our pain and know our Creator understands because the Son of God went to the cross. And if you're not a believer, this is why the Christian faith stands apart from other beliefs. John Stott once wrote, I could never myself believe in God if it were not for the cross. The only God I believe in is the one Nietzsche ridiculed as God on the cross. In the real world of pain, how could one worship a God who was immune to it? He laid aside his immunity to pain. He entered our world of flesh and blood, tears and death. He suffered for us. Our sufferings become more manageable in the light of His. We go in prayer to the only God who can truly comfort us in our afflictions, the God who is capable of taking away and who also sends the Spirit of the risen Christ to help us endure it. And in those days when we're not suffering, you know, on those days when we're cheerful, well, for the Christian, we turn our eyes vertically again, lift up our hands, only this time to sing praise. Praise and prayer walk in hand in hand for the believer. Every good thing comes from above. So we praise our God for it. And we can also praise God in those times of suffering because God promises that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. Romans 8.28 My friend, remember who you are and who you belong to.
7: Profile America, Monday, October 4th. The art and science of mixing therapeutic compounds to assist medical practice goes back 4,500 or more years. Centuries ago, such specialized business was termed apothecary. Today, the familiar name is pharmacy, and the pharmacists behind the counter are continuously trained professionals. October is American Pharmacists' Month, a time to appreciate the years of education and devotion to patient safety that distinguishes this ancient profession. The importance of the pharmacist increases as new drugs are continuously approved by the Food and Drug Administration, with ever the chance of negative drug interaction. There are over 44,000 pharmacies and drug stores nationwide, in addition to those within our 6,900 hospitals. You can find more facts about America's people, places, and economy from the American Community Survey at census.gov.
0: This is News Source 1 Michiana. Elkhart South Bend.